in Seattle. Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to ridingdancedown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 585 of the Ron and Don Show. It's a Friday, which means it's real estate only. Yeah. Real estate only day. That's because Ron and Don, we are realtors. I'm a managing broker, and we are ready to help you in your real estate journey. So if you are buying or selling or investing, that's what we do now. And uh, you can reach out to me, Ron, at ronadon.com. Our website is ronadonsitdown.com. This is the market we're in. This is the interest rates we're at. Uh, if you need to make a real estate move, we are here to, here to team up with you. Yeah, and don't forget, we're regional realtors. We have the uh, biggest social media following and podcast in Washington State. So if you need help in Washington State, we're here to help. In fact, we've sold homes all the way over from Bremerton down to Olympia. Uh, up to Everett, and of course, over to Wenatchee. So if you need us, just reach out, Ron and Don, sitdown.com. Let's talk about the letters that you get in the mail. And it looks like someone has handwritten these letters. And in the letter, they say, hey, I'm a local investor. What I would like to do is pay you cash money for your house when you're ready to leave. So if you're not ready now, just hang on to this letter. My name's Bob. And this is what I'd be willing to pay for your house today. Or get in contact with me. I'd like to come by. We'll have a cup of coffee. And here's the thing. The reason Bob explains you want to do this in this letter is you don't have to pay all these real estate fees. You don't have to make your house look like an HDTV show. Uh, you don't, As is. I'm going to buy it as yeah, is. Yeah, I'm going to walk in, buy it as is. We're not going to inspect it. And I'm going to throw the checkbook down. Well, first and foremost, it's important to know that these letters have not been handwritten. They just look handwritten. And Ron, explain to us a little bit about why these letters show up in people's mailboxes. And you may get a letter today and your neighbor doesn't. Why is that? And why are they sending me a letter and not the neighbor next door? So there are these databases that big companies have uh, been building over years, and they use uh, publicly available information. And so what they're trying to do is create um, what are what are subgroups of people that would be likely to sell, all right? So the first thing they do is go, I'm going to go into the public database, which is the county, you know, King County, every time, every piece of property in King County, you can look it up by the parcel number and you can find out a surprising amount of information about the people uh, in that transaction. So one of the first things they did is they said, we're going to go through the entire, let's say King Pierce County, Island County, all these different counties. We're going to go through these databases. We're going to write a piece of software. I want to look for people that have owned their home longer than 20 years. They've been in this house for more than 20 years. Easy to do with a piece of software. So we're going to take out all of those people. Let's think about other categories. I want to go through the county records. I'm going to find people that are over the age of 70. All right, so whatever it is, you're going to start to build these lists of people. And you're going to say, all right, these people that are over the age of 70 and 
If they've also been in their house for longer than 20 years, that person's probably likely to need to sell soon uh, because they're going to be aging out. Maybe they're going into assisted living. Maybe they're they're, uh, getting up there in age. And so I'm going to start writing these letters to that list of people. And so you can go out. There's other services that literally it's a robot that has a pen in its robot arm. It's like a CNC uh, router, but with a pen and it will write a letter out and sign it. And then we'll mail it out. I get texts. I get phone calls. I get letters all the time uh, of these people that want to buy your house. And so what, what is the goal there? Well, they are looking to buy low, do some light renovation and sell high. I, I will say this for people. If, if you need immediate money and you don't want, you don't care about getting top dollar. If you're like, Hey, I did buy this house 25 years ago. It was $140,000. It's been free and clear for 15 years. I haven't had a mortgage and getting a million dollars to me. That sounds great. If that works for you, fine. But if you're like, Hey, what is the property actually worth? I don't mind putting in a little bit of work. And if that means that I get $1.4 million, that's better than $1 million. If you're willing to go along with the process a little bit, I I guarantee you that whatever number that letter has given you is not top dollar because they are offering you a convenience fee. Is that convenience fee worth six figures? I don't think so. But for some people, maybe it is worth six figures. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. So so I'll share a story here because I know the realtor and I know my neighbor. And there's a realtor by the name of Greg, and he works for a very big brokerage around here. And, he, and he's very successful. He sends out these letters. He looks for these properties. And so Greg sent a letter uh, to my neighbor, Sandy, and Sandy got this letter. And the next thing I know... Can you tell me more about Sandy? Is she retired? Yeah. Sandy's retired. Sandy's in her 70s. Sandy lives alone. Sandy has beautiful gardens. And she has this amazing 6,000 square foot lot up on the corner with an incredible, incredible view of the ship canal uh, headed over to the Olympics. It's a really great corner piece of property, and it's a through property. So, How long had Sandy been in that house? Do you think? Uh, so yeah, Sandy had been in that house for 30 years. And what was important to Sandy is that the house wasn't torn down, uh, that the house was kind of restored to its former glory. And, and she also wanted to make sure that she, she had these beautiful, beautiful gardens that she could no longer keep up with. She just couldn't do that. And so I have another neighbor across the street that went to Sandy and said, hey, you know what? We're building a backyard cottage. Why don't you come live in the backyard cottage? Uh, and Sandy walks my neighbor's dog a lot for them. You can see you'll, you can walk our dog, Lucy. You live in a backyard cottage. You don't have this bigger home to take care of. She still has flowers over in her yard, but she doesn't have this overwhelming yard that was just becoming overwhelming to her. And, and so she gets a letter from Greg. And, and I found all this out af- afterwards. Next thing I know, cause I knew that, that she was interested in, in selling her property. And so I had reached out and she said, well, I already, I already sold the property. And I said, interesting. Uh, how do you feel about the results? She said, I, I feel good about the results. So I didn't say anything about it, but I got curious about it. So I waited until the property closed. And that's how I found out that, that Greg was a part of buying this property. And Greg represents this builder down in California. 
So they close on the property. I see the white stakes go up. And as soon as you see the white stakes go up, you know the house is coming did, down. Did you feel like the number was fair? I'll talk about that in a moment. So I saw the white stakes go up, and I'm like, ooh, that house is coming down. And what's really interesting, she still lives in the neighborhood. She's in this backyard cottage that's just five houses away. And she walks the dog all the time. And the important thing to her is she didn't want some big builder coming into the neighborhood and building some kind of monstrosity on that property. That's what was important to her, and that they would restore the house, restore the property, save these gardens, and just kind of remodel. And if you talk to her... That's kind of that's kind of that that that's kind of the story. This is what really happened. She had a property that was worth 1.5 to 1.8 million dollars. She sold in the height in the height of of um, market frenzy, the 2.8 percent market share, and 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 so what Greg did is said, hey. You don't have to pay a realtor. You don't have to do all this stuff. And what he did is he went and he scraped the tax records. And the tax record said, this house is worth about $875,000. And said, you know what? I'll give you more. I'll give you $925,000 for this house. It's more than the tax record said. And she thought, this is a pretty good deal. And the problem with that, it's like selling a car. The bank gives a car three different values, right? And on homes, we have to understand that the tax record on the house usually is very, very different than what the house is actually worth. Yeah, homeowners want the tax record to be low because that's what you pay taxes on. Yeah. So I, I want if if I if my tax value could be a dollar, I would love that because I'm only paying taxes on a dollar. Yeah, I have a I have I have a home. I won't say where it is. The tax record says it's worth 1.9 million. The bank says it's worth 3.6 million. I'm paying tax on that house at, at, at 2 million versus three and a half million. So, so fast forward back to this. I don't think she was very educated about some of those numbers, but she was very happy that she got the 925. She owned this house outright. And as soon as they bought this house, the fence went up. Greg put up his sign. And then you saw that this whole thing's going to be torn down and redeveloped. And that's exactly what happened. They tore the house down, this big 6,000-square-foot lot. This California builder came in and built the, the biggest house that he could buy, that he could build on this corner lot. And then he also built a house in the backyard, the very big. And, and, and now, now they just sold that house, and they sold that house for $3.7 $3. million. I know for her, what I have never done is I've never went to her and said, hey, did you know you could have got 1.5 to 1.8? Because she's my neighbor and I don't want her to feel bad about it. But she felt like I got this letter in the mail. It was very personal. It was handwritten. They're offering more money than my house is worth. It's cash. They're going to restore the yards. Uh, They're going to save the house. They're going to remodel. And at the end of the day, they didn't do any of that. So a lot of these letters that get sent out sometimes are sent out by realtors that are in bed with builders. And in fact, there's a lot of realtors here that actually have an office. Uh, I know a couple of realtors that have their office inside of uh, builders' buildings. And they're just out. You see this a lot happen in Ballard. They're out looking for properties. 
They send the letter. They have the builder in their backyard. They have the numbers figured out. They know exactly what they could build on that property in order to make the numbers work. Well, I think and they will I tell you whatever they need to tell you in, in in order to buy that in order to buy that property. I don't think ethically it doesn't square with me. If you know you're going to tear the house down and you tell somebody I'm not tearing this house down, that is not ethical. Yeah, like I I I, I vehemently disagree with that. If you approach somebody and you say, "Hey, I represent a builder." Uh, the intention is, is we are going to most likely build something on this and everybody knows the score and they still do the deal, but to tell someone something, lead them to believe something or tell them outright something, you know, to not be true. I find that to be distasteful. Yeah. So anyway, I see her out walking her dog sometimes say hello. I've never said, why did you not sell that for 1.5 to 1.8? At the end of the day, I've never asked her how she feels about what was built on that lot. Uh, I don't think she's probably happy about it. At the end of the day, it's none of her business. She took the $925,000. I just want to tell people when you get a letter like that or phone the, call or text in the mail. Yeah. You're there's something out there called a lead machine. And it's, it's what Ron talked about where they're scraping information and they're going to pay you the bare minimum for your property. And they're going to hope that you're looking at the tax record and maybe not, maybe you're not looking at some of the other values. And sometimes they'll use the Redfin and the Zillow number too if it favors them. But a lot of those numbers aren't accurate, you guys. And I have to say, I, I own some properties where, where the Redfin and the Zillow number on one of those is off 800 grand and the other one is off almost $1.5 million. So be careful. If you get one of these letters in the mail, if all you're looking for is a quick exchange and you just want that cash and you don't want to bring that house to market and you want to sell off market, I bought a house a number of years ago off market. It was a hoarder house. They did not want to bring it to market. And I'm telling you, it took, it, it took almost three years to bring this house back from the dead because it was the worst house on the block and now it's the very best. And it's a great rental for me and my partners, but... But that particular house, it would have been very difficult for a realtor to walk in there and do what we did and take this house to market because the foundation was broke. The yard was completely overgrown. Uh, there's a rat's nest uh, downstairs, and, and, and then it had just been hoarded. It'd be really hard to take that house, get that turned around and bring that to market. And for that particular seller, it was convenient to her to sell it off market to us because there was so much deferred maintenance on it. And there's no way that she could have fixed the problems that this house had. Had well, lots and I'll, lots of problems. I'll make this promise to you. If you get that letter and you call me and we do a sit down uh, and it turns out that that letter is the best path for you, I will tell you that it's the best path for you. Um, consult with us. Like I would love to at least have a talk figure out what your goals are. And if that's the best path, that's the best path. I won't try to shoehorn you into anything, but at least get a second opinion on that. I always tell people get a second opinion, especially if it's been just a cold call out of the blue letter type of situation. If you're thinking about selling, most likely I would say 99% of the time, uh, Don and I could get you more money and make the process where you're way more educated than you're going to get from uh, one of these cold calls. Yeah, and you want to if, if you're going to use a realtor and a realtor is going to step in, find out what the scope of work is going to be for them. Like our friend Todd Lee says, make sure that your realtor shows you their work, right? Yeah, and 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 again, we we've had people like, "Hey, I have no money." Um, I just need to sell this house. I don't want to do any deferred maintenance. Uh, we want, I want to sell it pretty much as it is right now. 
And we explain to them, okay, this is the range you're probably going to get. And they're like, I'm fine with that. We've done that deal a couple of times. Most of the time, though, people go, okay, I can do a little bit. I can, I can help with this. I can help with that. We can, we can find a couple, uh, a couple of dollars to make this thing look better and they get a much better result. Yeah. Hey, you guys, if you need us, just reach out, ronadonsitdown.com. And I hope you'll give this episode of the Ron and Don show on a Friday, real estate only. Hope you give it a like or maybe send it to a friend or a family member. And that's what's happening when you get these letters and these text messages. Someone is scraping. Uh, finding out information about you and they believe that you might be in a place in space where you're about to sell that property. If you just moved into a neighborhood and it's a brand new house, you're probably not getting those letters because they don't want to waste their money on the postage because they don't see you as a viable candidate for selling right now. Make sense? If you need us, just reach out. We're on a done sit down.com. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. Oh, there on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.